Welcome to the Minister's Friend podcast with pastor and author Dr. John Kimball. The Minister's Friend is a podcast helping pastors and other church workers navigate the challenges of leading the flock. John has been a church planter, a local church pastor, a seminary professor, and a denominational leader. He coaches and mentors pastors and missionaries around the world. Drawing on over 30 years of experience in local, regional, and national ministry, John and some of his colleagues provide practical guidance on the topics you request. We are so glad you've joined us. And now, here's our host, Pastor John. Thank you, Anna. And welcome, everyone, to this week's edition of the Minister's Friend Podcast. In today's episode, we continue my interview with my friend, Father John Davis, of the Abbey Mission and Fresh Expressions U.S., In this segment, we concentrate on making our worship space set-apart or sacred. For more traditional churches, the very architecture helps to set the stage for worship. But for more contemporary congregations, and especially church plants that are meeting in all kinds of gathering spaces not necessarily designed for worship, special consideration is needed to help the worshipers prepare themselves and enter into God's presence. Potential distractions need to be eliminated, or at least minimized. And creativity is employed to use space, texture, imagery, and more to draw people deeper into an authentic worship experience. We pick up our discussion asking the question, what is our worship space really communicating? You know, I think this is so important for us to to spend time on because uh, just asking the question, okay, so you're, you're talking about the decor, you're talking about you know your, your particular presentation software, whichever one you're using, and the pictures that are being done, whether they're moving images or what have you. But um, the question that I think too many churches are not asking is, what is it that we're communicating through those things? Are we communicating that we're hip? Are we communicating yeah. that we're contemporary? Or, um, or are we actually communicating here's the message of Christ. Right. And uh, that's, boy, that's a really critical thing to stop and You know, having done a church to. plant, yeah, having done a church plant, we were meeting at um, uh, Reformed Theological Seminary here uh, in Oviedo when we first got started, and I was given a bare rectangle of a room, mm-hmm. what was their fellowship hall. And every week, I had to labor to turn it into, for us, a liturgical space. Uh-huh. And that was, a, that was an important kind of thing. And they, they were very gracious to help us and, and accommodate us to do that. And, um, yeah, it was chairs. It was, we didn't have kneelers. We didn't have all those things that, uh, that I might have if I was going to build a church. Right. But what we had was we had a space that when you walked into it, you recognized that it was set up for something other than the typical. Yeah. It wasn't just a lecture room. It wasn't just a pulpit. You know, and, and once again, architecture will speak to the values. Yeah. You know, if I walk into an evangelical church, typically what's front and center is the pulpit, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. If I walk into a Baptist church, you know, the pulpit's kind of front and center, but behind it is the baptismal font where they, they do uh, immersion yeah. baptisms and such. Um, when you walk into a liturgical or sacramental space, what you find is that the altar yeah. is at the center yeah. where they celebrate communion, um, Eucharist, uh, you know, the Lord's Supper, those kinds of things. There is a pulpit. And so part of this is to understand, once again, speaking of space, this is kind of a little rabbit trail, but it's one of my favorite ones. Think of our worship that it was rooted in Ju- uh, Judaism. That's Christian worship really had its beginnings mm-hmm. in what the, because the first apostles were Jews. Right. And um, so 
typically space will represent, and if, you, if you've been to especially historic places, cathedrals in Europe or England or those kinds of things, you'll see that the space is really divided into two parts. There is what we call the nave, yeah. which is where people sit. Yeah. And, and most of the time what you will see is the pulpit. It might be attached to kind of the altar area, mm -hmm. but the pulpit will jet out. Yes. And it's really yes. a part of the nave. Yes. And so that, the nave represents the worship of the synagogue. The synagogue was about uh, the scriptures being read, prayers being prayed, uh, exposition of the scriptures. We see this in Luke chapter 4 when Jesus goes into a synagogue. Yeah. He's handed a scroll. He, scroll, he reads the scripture, um, and then he comments on it. And so that's a, that's a sort of a picture of the nave. The other side, lots of times even in a formal cathedral, you'll see what they call a rood screen, which is mm -hmm. almost like a wall, yep. a wooden wall. And you go through that, and you enter what we would call the chancel or the high altar area. Mm -hmm. Well, that's representative of the temple and the place of sacrifice. And, and so we, we recount and recall the sacrifice of Christ through the sacrament, and I'm being very specific here, the yeah. sacrament of his body and blood. Um, uh, and we remember his, um, you know, and it's an engagement. Uh, I sort of say this, this is kind of since we're there, is there's, uh, my friend Steve Fry says this, there's no higher form of worship this side of heaven than Eucharistic worship. Mm -hmm. So now as an Episcopal priest, I'm going to, place a huge value on that sure. some of the folks that are listening that might not be their world but i think that there is jesus told us to do this right in, in memory of right. him and so um the the chancel of the high altar separates from the nave and it becomes a different sort of style so what we have represented in historic christian worship is the ministry of the synagogue and the ministry of the temple mm. and that's all very much about a space yeah you know kind of thing so i think the thing is you know god can show up anywhere he can show up in a park. He can show up in a, in a, you know, any room, any place, any time. He is not bound. He is omnipresent, yes, as yes. we talk about. But um, I think for the church lots of times to pay attention, especially if it's a church that is a plant or is a meeting in a rented space, that sort of thing, it's bringing that kind of intentionality to what we're going to use to communicate our values as a church. Amen. And yeah. so that's, that's some of the, the discussion around those kinds of things. I mean, Space is important because it's set apart for uh, the worship of the church. Mm -hmm. And I think that we should, and whether it's something that you just use on Sunday mornings or if it's there all the time mm -hmm. as, a, you know, representing that to the community, I think that um, it's an important aspect. Of, and once, in, once again, as you sort of alluded to, we don't always think about it. Yeah. And, uh, and we just think if we have some chairs and a, you know, music stand, yeah. we've got what we need. You might. Mm -hmm. But I think you can also enrich mm -hmm. the experience mm, word. Yeah. Of, a, of a person as you pay attention to those kinds of details. How do you enrich the worship experience of your congregation? What elements beyond the music that you choose and the message that you preach do you employ to communicate Jesus and the redemption we have in him? In my case, I pastor a church plant that meets in a movie theater. Thinking through today's topic is a weekly part of our process. From images of stained glass windows up on the movie screen, to a fairly formal communion table with candles at the front, we go to great strides to make the very worldly space that we meet in sacred. We want people who enter our auditorium to feel the sacredness of the space rather than to expect a now showing reel to begin when they sit down. Everything we do in both planning and the setup of our space should point people to the timeless and timely gospel of Jesus Christ.
In his book, Christ-Centered Worship, Letting the Gospel Shape Our Practice, Brian Chappell helps us understand why we go to such lengths in our worship setup. Chappell writes, We worship God according to this gospel pattern not because of arbitrary worship rules, but because the content of the gospel shapes our response to it. We love God because he has revealed the gospel to us. So it's natural that our expressions of love would be framed by the contours of his redemptive work. Worship is our love response to his loving provision. So nothing is more honoring of his grace than making its themes our own. We honor God, confess the need of his Son, proclaim his pardon, bolster our obedience, bless our neighbor, and testify of our Savior when our worship echoes the gospel that saves and sustains us. Every element of our worship experience should point people to and not distract people from our triune God and what he has done for us. In next week's podcast, I'll continue my interview with Father John Davis. We'll change gears a little bit and talk about worship on a more personal level. Is the minister's friend a blessing to you? Would you please subscribe on whatever platform you listen? And leave us a review, too. We really appreciate your help in this. And please also be sure to tell your friends and the pastors and church leaders that you know about the podcast, because your recommendation to others is the only way we can grow our audience. I hope today's episode was helpful to you. Please check out the show notes for additional information and suggested resources. And as always, thank you so much for joining us here on the Minister's Friend Podcast. Let's do this again real soon. You've been listening to the Minister's Friend Podcast with pastor and author John Kimball. Be sure to check out today's show notes for additional tools, resources, and information. If today's episode has been helpful to you, let us know. You can shoot us an email at podcast at johnrkimble.com. That's podcast at johnrkimble.com. You can also leave a note on our Facebook page. These are also the best ways to suggest topics for future shows. We want to hear from you. And please tell your friends about us. Until next time, may God bless you and your ministry with great fruit for His kingdom. Bye!